0: There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota Sports. Whether it's on the grid I. For the
1: end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown.
0: On the court. Edwards
1: thinking three and popping a three.
0: On the ice. It's
1: Caprizo with the.
0: Or on the diamond.
1: Buxton hammers that to left field. Another Minnesota home run.
0: Whether it's positive. I
1: think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs.
0: Or negative. He's
1: terrible. Awful. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Whether there's optimism. Hey, they might be able to even make it to a conference final. Or
0: pessimism.
1: Don't expect me to be super excited. I mean, I don't know. Does this really do much for anybody?
0: There's always something to chat about. Shout out
1: to Minnesota Sports Chat. Keep on being elite. If
0: you're looking for fun, informative, discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you've come to the right place. This is Minnesota Sports Chat, and now, here's your host, Ross Brendel. Yeah,
1: I think we'll get into some elite gopher football talk in just mere moments. On edition number 131 of the soon-to-be award-winning, award-winning if only in my own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat. Mr. Manny Hill shortly to talk Vikings and, yes, Gophers. Before we get to Manny, please remember to rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and Spotify. And please tell your family and friends all about this podcast. Manny Hill can be found on the Twitter machine at MannyHill84. You can also hear him on Score North Pods from time to time. And on Jazz 88 in the Twin Cities, 88.5 FM, Mr. Manny Hill, how are you, my man?
0: After uh, Saturday's wonderful action of college football, I, I'm actually in a really good mood. That was a lot of fun watching. I, I don't know if you saw, I posted on my Snapchat, my shot of both of my TVs that I put in my living room. <laughs> So I could watch the Gophers yes. and the Vols at the same time because they both had 2.30 kickoffs on Saturday. And that was just, that was fantastic. I was like a kid in a candy store yeah. watching both teams. And, and they both won, so.
1: And they both won fairly easily. The Vols, yeah. the Vols took more Tennessee tried work. to
0: make things a little interesting near the very end. But overall, they were clearly the better team than Florida.
1: Let's actually maybe start with the Vikings and then we'll come back to yep. college football if that yep. works for you. Mm-hmm. So the Vikings win on Sunday 28-24 over the Detroit Lions. Just a quick uh, overview. Dalvin Cook gets injured. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're technically calling it with the shoulder. Just re-aggravated the shoulder injury he seems mm-hmm. to have. Every year Kirk Cousins goes 24-41 for 260 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Didn't look great, but Manny, I'll say this, um, there's a lot to nitpick with the Vikings offense and a lot to nitpick with Kirk Cousins, especially over the last eight, or as I said on a recent edition of the Before We Die podcast, really kind of a lot to nitpick with the Vikings overall over the last 10 quarters. Mm -hmm. But they're still two and one, and, and I'll say this about Kirk Cousins, I... He can be very easy to poke fun at, very easy to rip on, which, of course, I often do, with the caveat. I do think the Vikings could win a Super Bowl with him. But I want to give him a little bit of credit. The Kirk Cousins that we saw in the final few minutes against the Detroit Lions, I'm not positive last year or two years ago the Vikings would have won that game. And so often we've seen Kirk Cousins and the Vikings go down the field. They take the lead. Maybe the defense immediately gives it back up, and then Cousins gets the ball back with one, two, three minutes left, and inevitably it almost always seems to end in a three and out or a really bad possession. Mm. This is where I want to give him credit. He did yesterday exactly what you need him to do if you're going to be a successful team this year. I don't know how successful they can be, but you absolutely couldn't lose that game against the Lions. So to be able to come back and steal, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, or how would you say that? No, snatch victory, victory from, from the, the jaws, jaws of, of defeat. defeat. Yeah. yeah, I i flip-flopped that around. I think he's got to get credit for really not playing great for three and a half quarters but doing enough when it mattered to win the game. So that is my compliment for Kirk Cousins. Yeah.
0: So I, I'm not even sure if they so much— snatched victory from the jaws of defeat as opposed to maybe they it was gift for it, it was handed to them by Dan Campbell <laughs>
1: Dan Campbell <laughs> might be a nice guy Manny he's not gonna last much longer as a coach
0: no and and the, the sad thing about it is the Lions are really talented like their offensive line is good the running backs both of them Williams and and uh, Swift were both kind of banged up yesterday but both of them are really talented they've got really good receivers I mean, Jared Goff, make fun of him all you want. I mean, he started a Super Bowl. He led the Rams to a yeah, Super Bowl he's, a they, handful of years ago.
1: They showed the stats during the game, Manny, largely since they made the change at offensive coordinator. He's been a pretty darn good quarterback. We yeah. saw it last year against the Vikings late yeah. in the
0: season. He's very capable. And look, there's a reason why he was drafted number one overall back in, was it, 2016. Um, and so, you know, and they've got some pieces on defense too. Uh, but... Back to the Vikings, here's what I will say. I agree with you. I think they deserve some credit for, you know, facing adversity and overcoming it. You know, it was kind of gift wrapped for them for a little bit, but they took advantage of it and and they deserve a lot of credit for for doing that. The issues that I have is, and it's not even it's not even on defense, mainly because I kind of expected the defense to be like this. You know, I I think defensively, they're just relying on two guys to get pressure on the quarterback. And when Smith and uh, Hunter aren't able to do that, they they can't stop anybody. I I mean, the secondary is a mess.
1: I think right now this is very interesting because I'm going to stop you in the middle here Mm -hmm. because I think you are about to have kind of the opposite, literally the exact opposite take that I have, where... I never, no matter what, even with Kevin O'Connell, I don't ever expect to see much more out of Kirk Cousins than we've seen. Mm -hmm. So when we get classic gritting his teeth, Kirk Cousins on Monday (laughs) night, hands up to the ear holes, you know, kind of exasperated, but also trying to, you know, I'll give him a little bit of credit. Some of that is he's just trying to hear the play. Yeah. Uh, nothing he does will ever surprise me or really ever frustrate me or disappoint me anymore because I do believe he is what he is. Mm-hmm. I've been far more disappointed in how soft and lax the defense has been.
0: See, I'm and not. I think you
1: are going to do the exact opposite See, I, I'm
0: not. You, you want to know why I'm not? Because – and we talked about this during the offseason.
1: The personnel the, is the personnel. The, the personnel yep. is the
0: personnel. And all these guys, the, the key players on defense are all – 29, 30, 31, 32 years old. They're you just know, With old. the exception of Hunter. And Daniil Hunter is, what, 27? But all the injuries that he's had the last couple of years, it's starting to – and especially he's gotten off to a very slow start this season. He's not looking like the same Daniil Hunter that we saw in 2017, 18, and 19. And I just wonder if he's ever going to get back to that point. You know, Zadarius Smith is a good player, but he's a guy that's dealt with some injuries too the last year or so – And you got to wonder how much of that—he's going to give you some production, but you got to wonder how much he's actually going to be able to give you consistently because, you know, how is his body going to hold up for a full 17-game season? And the secondary is just—I mean, Cam Dantzler is—I mean, I just— He's a guy. (laughs) He's He's a guy. He's a a guy. Patrick Peterson is a smart player. He's a veteran player. But— He's he's, old. He's old. Harrison Smith— Smart player, veteran player, staple of this defense for a long time, but he's old, and he obviously didn't play on Sunday. Eric Kendricks is now on the back half of his career. Yes, he is. You know, and even even Jordan Hicks is a solid inside linebacker, but he's also 29, 30, 31 years old, something like that, too. So I don't, my, my expectations for the defense aren't as high as they are for the offense because of... A lot of, I just wasn't expecting a lot out of these guys. Now, the first half against Philadelphia, and I had texted you, like, that was a joke. That was an embarrassment, what they did in the first half against the Eagles. But I just think that in order for this team to have success, the offense is going to have to carry them. They're going to have to put up points. And when you look at what they have on offense, you have Cousins. We've talked about Kirk Cousins can be a good quarterback. He has been a good quarterback. Several times over the course of his career, you've got Justin Jefferson, you've got Adam Thielen, you know KJ Osborne made some plays on Sunday in Sunday's game and caught the winning touchdown pass. You've got, I mean, Dalvin Cook is injured right now, but you have him, when he's out there, you have him. Alexander Madison, if Cook is not playing, can give you something yeah. out of that position as Alexander well.
1: Alexander Madison's going to get a fair amount of money from a bad team to be their starting running yeah. back.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I think. I don't know if you and I are really disagreeing a lot on this. I just think that where we might differ is that the reality is with this team is that they're going to have to they're going to have to really just outscore everybody in, and, if they're going to win games, if they're going to win 10-11 games and and they have a shot at winning this division because I'm not overly impressed with Green Bay, they're going to have to score some points Well, cause I, it's going to be really hard for them to stop people.
1: I, I do agree with you it's quarterback driven league and the Vikings you know, within reason will go as far as the quarterback will take them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your defense, to be a playoff team, your defense needs to be at least serviceable or good enough. Yeah. What I'm more frustrated with, again, I- I'm trying to parse it a couple different ways. I just don't really ever think that Cousins will change, but within that, right. you still need to get the most out of the offense you possibly can. I think what I've been frustrated by, especially the last 10 quarters, or we'll just say two games, the mm-hmm. defense was – the defense was largely really good against Green Bay. The offense, I thought, took a step back in the second half. But even after the Green Bay game, I was saying, well, I think they kind of took a step back because they knew they're trying to play a bit more ball control. You're trying to control the clock, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Defensively, what's bugged me is I get it. It's, it's the, de- the defense, the shell defense is designed to be bend but don't break. Well, a part of the way you you break versus just keep bending that turns into touchdowns is you got to get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Well, I think the Vikings are expecting to, with just three or four that th- bring rush three, drop eight, bring four, drop seven, mm-hmm. that Daniil Hunter and Zedarius Smith will get enough pressure largely they're not getting enough pressure and if nope. they're not getting enough pressure manny that's where your defense is going to look even worse because you got old man Pat P you don't have anybody and, that and, can cover consistently yeah, and cam dancler who yeah. at times shows flashes but not consistently and we and and here's the so thing you gotta get more pressure, and I don't know where that comes from. I yeah. don't think they're gonna blitz more because that's not the scheme of the defense
0: no I mean they're they're relying heavily on Zadaria Smith and Daniel Hunter to get a lot of the pressure and if those guys are not getting pressure, it, this defense is gonna you're just you're just gonna cook this defense all all day long and I think what we're seeing is when this defense when this defensive front goes up against offensive lines that are pretty good the eagles have a very good offensive line and i think we saw on sunday the lions have a very good offensive yes, line do. too they've got two really good tackles and and their interior guys are pretty good too so you're going up against offensive lines that are talented it's going to be really hard to get pressure and that's not that's not an excuse for the defense at all i think it's just the reality that Kind of to your point about Kirk Cousins on the offensive side, I think the reality is what, what they have on defense, this is what they have. And it's not great. And it's not – I don't know if there's a whole lot that Ed Donatelle can do. I mean, he's going to make some adjustments over the course of the season, I think, just like any other defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator would. But – if if people are expecting the personnel to get better, it's just not going to. I I don't I don't really see it. Cam Danzler is who he is. Patrick Peterson's not getting any younger. I mean, Cam Bynum is looks like a solid player. Looks like he belongs in the league. Josh Mertellis got the game saving interception at the they're, end.
1: They're both rotational guys or playing because somebody's injured
0: guys right. though. But here's the concern that I have, and I think you might be know, know where I'm going with this. Lewis seen. It, Have when, you seen him? When will we see him? Will we, when will we see him? And and here's what's concerning is that okay he was a first round pick. You've got an injury to one of your safeties, your best safety. Um, and he's and only playing special teams. He's only playing on special teams. He's not even seeing the field. Mattelis played the entire game. Bynum played the entire game on Sunday, and. That's a little bit concerning. It's concerning to me because you used a first round pick on him. Metalis played wonder,
1: well, though. If you want to be positive, yeah, he, he played, did. He actually well. did play really well, yeah.
0: and I, I thought Cam Bynum played pretty well too. Um, but that's but that's not a that's not an Ed Donatello.
1: No. issue that, to me.
0: That's it, a that's a quasi Adolfo Mensa issue to me. No. Where I'm looking at that and saying, okay, dude, come on.
1: And played. Playing and playing well is a separate issue from your first-round pick barely being on the field. I know he was injured towards the end of training camp. I get that. Maybe they're trying to bring him along slowly. I certainly understand that. But at some point, he's got to see the field at least – in rotations where he gets on the field and is sitting 40 yards back in that shell
0: defense. The the fact that we have not seen him at all, Ross, on the field defensively on special teams, like you said, we've seen him there. The fact we haven't seen him at all for like a handful of plays, that's a little bit concerning to me.
1: How much did you enjoy, though, watching that final touchdown come at the expense of Mike Hughes? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty ironic though, that wasn't was it.
1: that was kind of nice to see but I also now that I say that I've now put the bad mojo out in the air which of course means Mike Hughes will have a pick six when the Vikings go to Detroit right that's <laughs> yes. that's inevitably how this ends okay final thought on the NFC North and the Minnesota Vikings yeah right now through three games who do you think is the best team in the NFC North when I look at it it feels like Green Bay is still the best team, mm-hmm. but I can't say that because Minnesota and Green Bay played each other once, and Minnesota won. So that logic alone, I'm going to put Minnesota at 1A. I will put Green Bay at 1B, and I'm going to put Eberflus and his Bears at 2 or 3 because I think he might be a smarter coach than than Man Campbell. <laughs> I will. Put, Although I think the Lions are better, the I just Lions I are just can't I just can't say yeah. that based off of what I saw the, in the, the Lions, final few minutes on Sunday. The
0: Detroit Lions are better than the Chicago Bears. They have so much Top more to bottom talent. On talent, yeah. It's just Dan Campbell might just Not be an idiot.
1: Record wise, though, that's
0: true. Um, it's a logjam atop the NFC North. It, it is. I, I will give. I will give the edge to the Packers slightly just because... Boo. I, yeah, I know. Every Vikings fan is going to get mad at me.
1: Uh, my buddy pointed um, this out to me last night via text. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Packers' schedule again, they're not losing for at least a month. See, and that's, The next loss on their schedule is maybe at Buffalo, and I'm too jaded to even say that because I can't tell you how many times in my life I have looked at the Packers' schedule and said they will lose that game, and then they win it.
0: Well, and... and to that point, I think this is where there's room for certainly optimism in the case of the Vikings. That even with some of the warts that they may have shown in these first three games, you look at the NFC as a whole, Ross, it's not all that great. No, the I don't. The AFC definitely is the more superior conference right it's now.
1: It's so early, and so I don't like saying this. I don't want to go play a divisional or NFC championship game in Philly. I can no, tell you that. I mean, I,
0: I, think, I think the Eagles are probably the best team in the NFC right now. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the Rams are the Rams. Defending champions, almost everybody back on that team. They don't look like they have that same edge that they had last year. And I don't know if maybe that's because Von Miller is in Buffalo now or what. I don't, I don't know. But could find it
1: but, as the season goes on too a- absolutely it's but an that's older a, roster
0: too that, that's it but it's a battle-tested team that's still well coached one of the best coaches in the league and one of the better quarterbacks in the league they still have some pieces on defense probably still the best defensive player overall in the league as well on that on that defensive line so there's them you know Tampa Bay man I don't I mean, you, you never count out Tom Brady, but that they're kind of looking like an ordinary football team right now. Too. I don't,
1: I don't think Sunday for them is is a fair judge when he didn't have his top three wide receivers.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just. But you wonder if, he, if, he, if they're ever right. going to have those guys too, you know? And and you know. No disrespect to Todd Bowles, but Bruce Arians isn't coaching them anymore either. I love that's that a big you, part of it. Too. I
1: love that you talk about how wide open the NFC is. So naturally, doom and gloom. I can't possibly comprehend how the Vikings could win the <laughs> NFC. All I do is think about, oh God, Green Bay is going to win the NFC. Right? Yeah. That's well, how jaded I And they could, you know. And that's
0: that's what I've this, told people. Be, this would totally be the year that they would. Actually, get to oh, the Super Bowl. And to then win. The, and they then lose the, Devontae Adams in the offseason, uh, and they've got a bunch of nobody's at wide receiver. And they'll well, take, think about it.
1: They'll take on 15 and 2 Buffalo or Kansas City and, and somehow beat them.
0: And, and well, Buffalo, Barf. Buffalo was my pick to win the Super You're Bowl. You're giving this year, me anxiety but, right now. But, well, and here's <laughs> this is going to give you a little bit more. You remember the last, when the Packers did win the Super Bowl last? They're they were all, all road games. Well, yeah, and remember all the injuries that they had? They had so many guys. I think they had like. Stop, let's move guys on. Stop. Reserve or something like that. Well, okay. okay let's let's talk about something. I'm not rooting for that by the way, listeners. I am not rooting <laughs> for the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. It's the last thing I want to see, trust me.
1: Very quickly NFL-wise, not Minnesota related at all, but uh my second favorite NFL team for the longest time. I don't ever really cheer for anybody not the Vikings, but you do kind of take like an active interest maybe in other teams. Mhm. Our Jacksonville Jaguars look like they could be a wild card team, yeah. or even win that crappy division. So good for them! Yeah, I mean uh, that's Trevor Lawrence was throwing some dimes yesterday. They call him Danny Dimes in New York. Trevor Lawrence yeah. looked really good yesterday.
0: Yeah, he did. And you look at that division. I mean, Houston is not very good.
1: Let's go, Jacksonville! You know, Duval.
0: Tennessee is just you know, you know, how far can they really go with Ryan It'll, Tannehill? Indianapolis, you kind of feel like should be the team that's it, the favorite, but they win the Jacksonville week one in late and 8. Right. So But they yeah, got I that night
1: they got that nice win over Kansas City. It was a
0: huge win for them.
1: In my heart of hearts, in my gut, I feel like it's probably a ten and seven Colts team that wins the division or maybe yeah. nine and eight. But I think Jacksonville's gonna be in the mix. Good and, for
0: them. And Doug Peterson's a good coach. He, he did win a Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He's he, he's, he's good, very good and, coach. And, and the funny part is I – you go back to, like, Doug Peterson's tenure and how it ended in Philly. I – he should have just been smarter about tanking the game that, yeah. than he was. Especially I, – I kind of feel a little bit bad for him. Ownership knew what was happening, and then the only way to get things back and – fall on the sword was they had they had to fire him basically Mm -hmm. and that's a pretty raw deal for him to get when he was doing i think what's in the best interest of the franchise but when your quarterback clearly wants to go in and play (laughs) and you're not letting him because you don't really want to win the game yeah yeah it's it's tough spot to be in but yeah he he's a good head coach and if you can win a super bowl with nick Foles, you know what you're doing you also know what you're doing manny hill If you're getting some of that wonderful Beans Coffee, as you called them one time to me, Mr. Beans, Mm -hmm. makes pretty good coffee. And yes, they do. Beans Coffee Company, they're about more than just providing that fresh, great-tasting coffee. Beans is also about convenience. What could be easier than fresh, roasted coffee? Oh, it just sounds great just thinking about it. I do need an afternoon cup of coffee. What could be better than fresh roasted coffee showing up on your doorstep without ever having to remember to even place an order or go pick some up? Coffeebybeans.com is the place to go. Sign up for a coffee subscription. Subscriptions are easy, and they can be set up in one- to eight-week intervals, and they can be customized by your favorite blend. I promise you, you're going to love the coffee so much better than just that random store coffee that you're buying. Don't forget to use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. That's sports Chat, one word, when you sign up or check out. You'll save 10%. Subscription's not your thing, not a problem. You can order by the bag as well. Beans Coffee Company ships anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all order of three bags or more. Coffeebybeans.com, promo code SPORTSCHAT okay let's uh, let's play with my heart a little bit uh, Joshua Perry during the Gopher game on Saturday he's basically already penciled in the Gophers <laughs> as Big Ten West Champs. I saw somebody on the Twitter machine college football guy I can't remember who says this is a top 10 team recorded a podcast earlier today with Thor Dystrom. he says this is a top 10 team in the country okay maybe they're all right. Yeah. I, I, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna believe it because I don't want to be let down. I just want to yeah. take it one week at a time. But Manny, I'll tell you, this season to me is starting to feel a lot like 2019 because one thing that broke the gopher's way in 2019 was scheduling. A part of what broke their way within that schedule was whenever they would play the average or bad Big Ten teams, they'd always be missing somebody. Purdue lost two players, including Rondale Moore, on the same play in 2019.
0: Yeah, that's right. I remember that that
1: game. Your guy, Aiden O'Connell, may or may not play on Saturday after being injured this past weekend. Yeah. You got to feel pretty good if you're a Gopher fan right now. You just. You have to. I don't think Michigan State is nearly as good as they were last year.
0: That's a that they they look like a bad football team. No, they
1: they did, but I also re- they still... look
0: like R- Rutgers pre okay. Greg Schiano returning but, to Rutgers on Saturday. You,
1: wouldn't you say though they're still going to win six or seven games this year? And if you yeah. can, if you do that to a conference opponent on the road. That's a really good side. It mm-hmm. was shocking to me, Manny, when the Gophers got up 14-0, how quickly Michigan State just mailed it in. Yeah. Right? That game, it I never wanted to say it. But the moment the Gophers got up 17-0, it just seemed like it was going to be was over. it was going to be really hard to throw this one away. They yeah. tried. You know, it, Mo had a fumble that was recovered, but the Gophers quickly, quickly um stopped Michigan State and got the ball back. But I just think. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself, and yeah. I really am not, especially after last year you lose to Illinois and Bowling Green at home. But you got a really great opportunity to get to 5-0 and o before you head into your bye. It's a big opportunity this upcoming Saturday to really get people behind you.
0: This division, since the Big Ten has gone to the West-East format when they thankfully got rid of that Leaders and Legends BS, <laughs> Was that one that year was. or two years? I think it was a couple of years they okay. did that. Yeah. Um, this division has never been more winnable for the Gophers. I think. I just don't, you know, and and I, I'm cautiously, you know, trying to stay as, I don't know what what is it grounded as po- yeah. as much as possible well, on this.
1: And again, Manny, I'll keep saying this: it is very winnable. But it's still not going to be easy to beat Iowa. It's not going to no. be easy to beat Wisconsin, and to win the division, you're going to have to beat one of them, if not both. And you yeah. got to do it in back-to-back
0: weeks this year. Yeah, and you know the the Wisconsin game will be tougher because it's going to be in Camp Randall. You're going to have Iowa at home. I, Iowa. It, I'm a little bit more nervous about the Wisconsin game because even though they look terrible against Ohio State on Saturday. You still with it being a road game, Wisconsin tends to always get off to slower starts yep. and they're playing their best football typically towards Iowa the end does of the year. Too, though. Iowa does too. I just I I I'm not I'm not as concerned about Iowa because the game's gonna be here and that quarterback is terrible. It's gonna be He's it's awful. It's Ross. gonna
1: it's gonna be uh Vicente Padilla by the time
0: uh I if if Kurt <laughs> I know Farrick, that's not I can't remember the kid's if, first if, name. If I I can't remember. Shout them, out either, to but. anybody
1: who got that reference.
0: <laughs> it's a really good reference. Um, <laughs> Petrus is awful. He's brutal. I remember texting you a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Like he's just he's awful. He's, oh, just, he's it, not any good it, at all.
1: Is it Padilla that backed him up and was functional against the Gophers last year in Iowa City? Isn't I, that what it is? I thought it is. that that
0: I thought Spencer Petras played the whole game, didn't he? Nah, I thought did they he? put the I, they, I thought, the they, put, I come thought they put the young kid in. I, was, I can't remember. Um, I just maybe I. The I'm only wrong. thing I remember I for that game am. is just how poorly the Gophers played. Yeah, let's um, not talk about that. We're being positive <laughs> and happy here. But but I think and and look, use, losing um, Altman Bell is is that's a big loss. But I think this offense think i mean honestly thank goodness Kirk Soraka is back yeah. as the offensive coordinator because you look at Tanner Morgan he looks so much more comfortable in the pocket now than he did the last the previous two seasons
1: the biggest revelation from this past saturday daniel Jackson's still on the roster
0: yeah <laughs> yes um but offensively i think this team looks like it 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 does give you shades of 2019 with the way they're able to run the football, the way they're able to throw the football now and they've got a competent offensive coordinator um they have the same guy that they had back in 2019 and and I think that's that's huge for them. Defensively, I think they're very opportunistic and uh, they're they're very solid on that side of the ball. You know, you wonder what they're going to look like defensively when they face, you know, some some a little a few tougher teams on the on the schedule. Mm-hmm. In, up ahead Penn State, theory, teams like that, that have a little bit more offensive punch. In but, theory,
1: Purdue presents a lot of challenges. It just sure. depends on what the quarterback position looks like.
0: Sure. But I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think there's a real opportunity here because outside of, I'll be honest with you, Ross, outside of Wisconsin, I don't see anybody else in this division that is a serious threat to win the division. No. Everybody else just looks, Northwestern is awful. You know, I Don't
1: you think, I don't think Illinois is capable of winning the division, but I think Illinois could have a, a say out. in who wins the division. Yeah. And, and between, Illinois would
0: be a tough out. And and look.
1: They're going to beat somebody, if not two people, between Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. Yeah, And,
0: and good Brett, for Brett Bielema. And Yeah. And Brett Bielema, <laughs> we can make fun of him all we want because he failed at Arkansas. You know, Brett is a good coach. And... You know he might have something cooking with Illinois. It might they might still be a couple of years away, but we've seen how good a coach he is because of how well yeah. he did at Wisconsin for so many years. So that Illinois will be a tricky game. That's a road game too. That'll be that'll be one that they have to really kind of the Gophers have to bring their A game. They cannot fall asleep on that game. But Nebraska's a mess. Obviously, they've already fired I'm their coach. Still and terrified
1: just, of the Gophers going there. Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know. Be, it, it, I, you'll have to do what you did against Michigan State. You have to start quick and not really give them a reason to care.
0: Yeah, remember, remember, we were a little worried about Nebraska a couple of years ago. Back in well, I think it was 2019, right when they early in the season when they played Again, Nebraska. That was a was home
1: a, game, though. I'm always ter- I'm always game. terrified of road games. I
0: just don't think Nebraska just looks like a team in complete disarray, and they're just not they're just not very good. I you I already mentioned I don't think Iowa was very good. Illinois and Wisconsin to me are the two teams out of the west that they're going to play that I look that I look at and say okay, those are the games that they're going to have to really bring it because they're both road games. Nebraska's a road game too, but I just I'm just not a big believer in that squad.
1: Final thought for you, we'll start kind or we'll circle back kind of to where we started. Overall, what is your thoughts on the London games? I don't despise them. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I'm still more annoyed by Thursday night football the first half of the year. Yeah. The London game, Here, here's the thing. I, I like it, but I think are we now to the point where we're doing them quarterly throughout the year? theres there three or four now a year? Last I, think, year I feel
0: the, like there's at least there's certainly at least two. Yeah.
1: Last year I thought like it was a ridiculous amount. Maybe it is only two. I'm fine with two. I prefer that my team doesn't have to give up the home game, which in this case the Minnesota Vikings don't. Mm-hmm. And they they're actually, if they can win the game, they'll greatly benefit from it. It's one <laughs> less true. I'd rather play New Orleans in London than play them in the Superdome. I know yeah. it's a weird travel schedule. It's a different game. I get that. But Of all the weird, quirky things the NFL does that drives me crazy as they continue to try and dominate our lives... The London game doesn't bug me nearly as much as it used to. I just well, they re- play it on Sunday. Yeah,
0: it's good just, that they play it on Sunday at least.
1: Yeah, you get to roll out of bed, have your egg bake, have a cup of coffee, and watch football.
0: Yeah, I mean, Take I, off
1: at eight thirty Central Time.
0: I, I'm one hundred percent with you on the Thursday night games. I hate them. I can't stand them. I almost never watch them unless unless it's the first game of the season. I did watch the first yeah. the the season opening game,
1: and that's but, fine. I have no problem with that. I, yeah. uh, every week is pointless and
0: and thanksgiving is fine too the tradition of the lions and cowboys playing somebody although i i still maintain i think it'd be really cool to see the lions and cowboys play each other on thanksgiving one of these years i actually
1: use that as a before i die and before we die okay that the lions and cowboys will (laughs) play each other yeah, that'd be, I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, but
0: we can axe the
1: third Thanksgiving game. By the way, nobody oh gosh, nobody please needs please to do. watch a
0: game on Thanksgiving. Night. Right. I don't. I don't. I, I, at that point, I've had so much no. food. I don't. I'm, I'm ready to yeah. go to bed. You know
1: what we're doing Thursday night? <laughs> we're either sleeping or we're taking out the Christmas decorations. That's what we're doing on th- Thanksgiving night.
0: There you go. There you go. I like it. That's all I got for you. Good. Um, <laughs> good. I want to leave. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not what I meant. Um, no. This. This was great. It's always good to catch up with you. And. And uh, I think you know, I still think the Vikings are going to win nine, nine-ish games, maybe ten. Um, and nine-ish I think I, could
1: be good enough for the playoffs, yeah.
0: depending on how the cookie crumbles. And I do think the Gophers are going to win the West. If I mean, if they don't win it this year, uh. it's like well. I mean, USC is coming to the Big Ten, so if you're not going to win the Big Ten West this year, then when are you ever going to win The
1: right to go to Indy and be the sacrificial lamb to Michigan or Ohio State and then back into the Rose Bowl and be the sacrificial lamb to Oregon or Utah? (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Let's just go to Pasadena, I think the Gophers could beat beat their opponent in the Rose Bowl. I'm not saying they would, but I think they could. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not mess with my heart too much for the day. I got Daniel House coming back later this week to review nice. review Michigan State and preview Purdue. Manny, thank you. At Manny Hill 84 on the Twitter machine. Hear him on 88.5 FM in the Twin Cities, Jazz88.fm. That'll do it for edition number 131 of Minnesota Sports Chat. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please rate and review kindly and tell your family and friends. All about this pod. Back with Daniel House in this feed later this week.